0: welcome back to dig within i am rob edward as always and today i have an individual who makes videos about natural safe improve maintain your mental and physical health and well-being welcome to the show adrian how are you today sir i'm good man yourself i'm good i'm good i was just saying you're you're quite an enigma for me just your your youtube channel is just your name there's nothing else about you there um but i i reached out to you because when i started my podcast uh I think October, my very first guest was Tom Barnett and his chats, your chats with him were one of the first that I kind of found where it was a very back and forth. And I just found it was two very intelligent people speaking about something that, you know, it was very confusing for me at the beginning of all this two years ago. And yeah. I found your content with him and just everything that I've been following uh, on your channel since has been so helpful for me to understand our body's potential, different ways to heal. I mean, your, mm-hmm. your videos on magnesium and DMSO and all those different things have been really helpful mm-hmm. for me. So I want yeah. to thank you very much for your work. And I wanted to have you're you on welcome. to, uh, to share with my audience. So thank you for, okay. for agreeing to that. Ah, uh, you're welcome. So uh, how do I how do we describe to people kind of what you do who you are, and what your kind of overall mission is for for what you're doing
1: okay well I, I think i mean I, I was thinking about that question before because it's one I've asked myself and i'm just I'm just a regular guy like other other men, and you know obviously women aren't guys, but when when I have a problem, I just try and figure out what to do with it I don't really trust the outside world I don't trust the system because I've been on the wrong end of it for a while many years back, and I decided to walk away from it and the only reason I wrote my book about health, as an example, I never set out to write a book. Uh, my mother got sick. She died. It took 10 years for the medical system to kill her, basically. I mean, they I know now she died from cancer, but they had a bigger hand in it, I think, with their barbaric treatments and experiments and all that. And I trusted that. And I decided that's not right. That can't be right. And that really then led me to making notes about stuff and trying to figure out my own health issues And then when my girlfriend got cancer, I decided, you know what, I'm going to figure this out because it's just a problem. It can't be anything spectacular. I don't buy into the idea that they can't figure out what it is. They're causing it. They're creating it. Or we're causing it. We're creating it. I started writing notes. so I didn't forget things because it was quite a big topic. And I wrote more notes. And then people were asking for copies of the notes. And I did a big mind map. And that got bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, And then I tried a blog thing. And that didn't work out. I thought, I'll just write a book for myself. But I, I wrote it for me but more and more people wanted to read it. So I'd started to give it away to people. But then I've worked out very quickly that what has no, you know, cost nothing has no value to people. So then I started to sell it. Um, and that, that really is where it came from. And it's a little different in as much as I update it. So it's like a piece of software. So when I come across something new or I need to change direction on something, I write the new chapter in and then I let everyone know and whoever's bought the book gets a free update with a change log so they can go straight to it. So that really, it was, it was notes to me. It's not for anybody else. It's just so I don't forget stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. And I was wondering, you know, the ways of which people have uncovered this whole germ theory versus terrain theory stuff years before uh, (laughs) people were exposed to it. Because obviously my first experience of this whole paradigm shift was two years ago, but I was Mm -hmm. aware of the sort of corruption and the darkness within uh, what I was in before, which is the entertainment industry. So Mm -hmm. And I was listening to people like Crow Triple Seven for a couple of years then, and Owen Benjamin and those kind of guys who were exposing Mm -hmm. those kind of things. So when this whole thing unfolded, it was like, okay, so the whole pharmaceutical and health industry is all a lie too. So that's okay for me to kind of comprehend. And I was genuinely take care of my health. I'm a young guy. I like to keep in shape and go to the gym Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, But I always find it fascinating. People talk about this. And then especially some of the more... The more detailed things of the law system and things, the birth certificate and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah. man, can you imagine talking about this
1: before this COVID stuff it would be insane? I, I was around all that stuff and I had been for probably two decades. And I just didn't talk to people about it because there was no one to talk to other than you You bump into someone. Sometimes you'd have a chat, but most people thought you had two heads and you you know, you know, wore some kind of tinfoil hat and all the rest of it. Because I was looking for answers. I had some problems uh, to do with the business, to do with the police. And that's really what led me to realize the whole thing was corrupt. And then it was just trying to figure out my way to navigate this thing because it was very dangerous. But there was no one to talk to. It was hard to find any information about it. And so you just kind of, we cracked on. There was a small group of friends I have, and a couple of them were kind of onto the same page a bit and figuring stuff out. But that was it. But in the last two years, and certainly in the last year, there has been this massive sudden awareness, uh, which is great. Because it needs to be brought people's knowledge into their consciousness so that it can be cleansed and dealt with because it's just a problem.
0: Yes. And, you know, when you were when you're speaking there about um, just I find that when people have these worldviews collapse, the problem is they don't know what they've ever built their belief system on. So it's it's a mm-hmm. strange it happened to me too and i was apprehensive about lo- looking at any of these things because i went damn i'm going to have to find my own way to base my own truth and my own logical systems mm-hmm. build those so that there's a solid foundation and then i can look at any problem but it it it's mm-hmm. it's completely rebuilding the entire way you look at the world and i think you know there's obviously ways that uh they've they've sort of i suppose constructed the way that we're educated in ways to prevent us from we're, ever doing we're not that. educated we're indoctrinated Exactly. Yeah. And I was wondering if you could, if you, have you seen that in your life too, in, in terms of when yeah. you start to look at those things, you kind of have this whole conceptual shift. And I think that that's why people don't look at these kind of things.
1: Well, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's. In what I'm lucky because I don't mind change. In fact, I really enjoy things being different and I enjoy learning new things. So when all this stuff kicked off, as much as I knew that many things are wrong, I decided let's come from the place of assuming that everything is wrong, that we've been lied to about everything, and that I must re-educate myself across every single topic. And with that kind of approach, for me, it, it wasn't that difficult to realize that, yeah, it's, yeah, excuse me for swearing, it's a fucking mess. Um, but that's what that's what it is. So you don't have to change your whole worldview. I think that will change over time. Just start with something simple, like realizing you don't catch things. Contagion's a myth, that you don't go to school to be educated, you go to be indoctrinated. And you can just build up and build up and build up on that. And you can go as deep or shallow as you want into it. That's what that's what I did. Some days I wanted to go deep. Other days I was appalled and repulsed. So I stepped back a bit.
0: I've been thinking, I've been mentioning it to a couple of my guests here. And um, I've been thinking since, since the sort of the change in, I guess, the industrial revolution or whatever you want to call it, especially now with the technological revolution We've referred to our bodies as machines and now as technology when it's w- it's way more um, accurate to view them as an organism where we're in an interplay between us and nature. We are part of nature and they're trying to tell us that we're not a part of nature. We are machine-like. And I think mm-hmm. that's where a lot of this stuff kind of comes from, at least from my understanding, is this whole germ side of things as opposed to the terrain. The terrain is basically more it's more natural. It's more life affirming. It's more creator driven, meaning we are mm-hmm. a creation and we are a, a part of this where it's mm-hmm. synthesized between the two. I was wondering if you kind of found that with, I don't know. I just, I, I think that backdating it to where I can think that they kind of went off the rails. I mean, it's hard to really kind of nail that down, but I just, it, the constant re the constant, like, dialogue or the 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 syntax that they're using is so mm-hmm. machine and technology driven and we can upload everything to the cloud and all that kind of
1: stuff. And it's just totally against <laughs> the organism that we are. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's, it's interesting because you start to spot the words and the phrases and the systems and the processes where they're constantly reinforcing that. If people just step back a little bit and start to think about it and get in touch with the natural world once more, it makes me laugh when I go for walks with people that don't get out in nature very much. And I'll stop and pick berries and pick this and pick that. And they're appalled. Well, you should buy that from the supermarket. So where do you think they get it from? It's the same (laughs) stuff, except out here, it's a lot better. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, the same with the water. If If the animals will drink the water, you're probably all right to drink the water. Now, it's, it's, not, it's not rocket science, but everyone's been so desensitized to it and they're constantly busy because of all this technology and the television and it, it, everything's just around them. Instead of just slowing down and saying, well, let's get back in touch with nature, let's touch the earth, let's touch the plants, let's slow down, you'll start to get a better feel for what's going on because that, that's where they want to drag you into this weird kind of synthetic weird world that's man and machine all melded together. This, we don't want anything to do with that. Well, I certainly don't. If someone else does, it's their choice, fine. It's not something that appeals to me because we're something much greater and we have much greater potential. It's like, well, the reason I think we've taken to the internet so strongly and the access to instant information is we already have instant knowing, but we've become desensitized and we've lost track of it. We already have access to that. So why do you need to go and look on Google, which gives you a slanted view anyway? It's nowhere near accurate. So stuff like that, really.
0: Yeah. And I, one of the things you, you hit on one of your videos was the idea that the answers are always within you. Yep. And it's it's, it's almost rem- just remembering them. And it, it's a difficult yeah. thing to comprehend. But when I was looking into Walter Russell's work from everything I've been studying over the past two years, it's exactly yeah. that. It's the idea that you and I can read a book, the exact same book, the exact same words, but yep. on one sentence, I can have it unlocked. And in a different one, you can have it unlocked or not at all for either of us yeah. showing right. you that it's not the book. It's not the information. it's It's whatever's unlocking it
1: within you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things you mentioned before was about belief systems. And I'm very careful with that because belief is the enemy of knowing. It's something Tom and I have talked about. You want to know things. You want to be careful about what you believe because belief can be manipulated, which is what all this social media is about, all the television, all the media, everything is constantly trying to get you to believe stuff that doesn't make any sense. You know, when it comes down to it, you can trust yourself. You you are a universe. You are trillions of cells, I suppose. I don't know how many there are, but you are this whole organism that thinks for itself, that interconnects with the spirit realms and the other realms. So you have all this information to and froing all the time. And when you slow down enough, you have access to it. And one of the reasons I think one of the most important things people can do, and I did a video about this, was asking better quality questions. People forget to ask decent questions. You know, you start to really formalize really good quality questions. Everyone's running around looking for the answer. Keep saying to people, "Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. go find a better question. The answer will come to you." And that, that's really what it comes down to, I think, because that focuses things. I particularly love that video.
0: I was just going to bring that up too because that really helped me. Um, I, th- I think he released that a year, a year or so ago. And when I yeah. when I watched that one, I was like, "Damn, that is that is so great!" And I I got a book and I started to, or like a notepad, yeah. and I started to do that, and I stopped. I saw, I remember you mentioning that don't care about finding the answer. Just, just yeah. write down the quality question and just leave it. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. you might never answer it or it might just come to you at some point. I thought that was yeah. so powerful.
1: It, it, it's an interesting thing. I, I call it my magic book. I have stuff in there. And if I go back, invariably... 99% of them have been answered at some point, but usually not one I expect. But the thing is, when you're chasing the answer, in my experience, and other people I've spoken to have had the same experience, that sucker's always got longer, faster legs than you have, and you wear yourself out. So you know the questions like the lure, isn't it? You set the lure, you you ask the question. I, I think of as you've got your brain. You remember the old antennas on the car phones you used to have, like a ball, a spinning and then a spiral well, if you look at your brain, it's like the ball on top of a rod. So why aren't we transmitting and receiving for information? We are, of course, constantly, we're interacting with the field all the time. So we have the ability to do that, but asking questions is the key.
0: And I think that me and Tom touched on this in one of our talks was the idea that it's almost like there's so many frequencies going on in the air right now with radio and everything else they're trying to put out there. Um, But it's almost like you can't reach people who are tuned into a different frequency, much like can't listen to two songs on different radio stations at the same time you have to tune into Mm -hmm. one or the other and Mm -hmm. it's like people who are trying to say what's actually going on in the world are trying to tell people who are listening to a totally different song and they're just stuck on that radio station you know we'll be back after a quick break
1: welcome to the alchemy of natural healing i'm your host laurel dewey I agree with that. And there's a thing in NLP as well, isn't there, that within rapport, anything is possible and outside of rapport, nothing is possible. And it's difficult sometimes to get rapport. And this this is what I think has been going on in the world as well, is that it's an intentional disconnect to force you and I to argue with each other, to say that it's either this or that. Why can't it be this and that? Why can't it be a meld of the same thing? So it's about getting people to stand alone because they know that together we have a lot more strength.
0: Yeah. And it's hard for you to even connect dots that are seemingly the exact same thing yeah. in terms of the once i started looking in the darkness is when i started to really see the light that people were talking about with it's hard to even put these labels on them but spirituality or religion right like my yeah. my connection to my creator is now more personable it's not in a, in a religious sense it's more and i i sort of found that connection myself but it should be a conversation yeah and i just think that it's like the same the same people who are saying people who are religious they can't possibly believe in a God because it's so stupid because we believe in the scientific method and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But that religiosity sort of mind control is the exact same thing we're seeing with the scientism, but mm-hmm. the same people who believe in the scientism and disregard God because it's, it's just not logical are not using their logic
1: with what's happened over the past two years. Well, doesn't religion, doesn't the word relig mean to rebind to something? Exactly. Yeah. And it's God giver of dominion. You know, so it, it, it's a really interesting thing. But again, it's all about separation and control you have this intimate relationship with creation because you're a part of it. You're not something that shouldn't be here. Everyone that's here has a purpose. That's why they're here. And do you know, I think that that's why they're trying
0: to untether people from having it? It's, it's interesting, you know, like people, your entire life is based on quality of anything and everything that they say that exists, matter of fact, is quantitative. So it's like everything you measure your entire life on, meaning the, giving your life meaning, is all the quality of your life which doesn't technically exist in the scientific method and everything that does is the, is the quantitative. So it's almost like they're just trying to convince you that none of your life matters because of whatever to,
1: to sort of mind control you. But then the quality of life just goes down the drain. Yeah. Surely you're not talking about a massive database system to try and put everything into a database system. Cause that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually, I don't know when I can upload this episode cause I have a seven
0: day ban from my, my previous, uh, chat with a doctor going over the recent leaked uh, Pfizer documents and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll just kind of leave that one alone for now, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's incredible to see what's going on. And even today I had a, a, one of my friends tell me that they're changing some sort of um, real estate laws in, in Canada here now uh, to basically say that if you want if you want to own a second home or an income property, it's ridiculous down payment that you have to have now. And you can't use the equity in your other homes and stuff. And just, again, it's, it's just carving out the, the sort of middle-class and taking
1: away ability to, you know, and why are people listening to them? Well, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've clearly lost their minds. Why are people paying attention? Why, why, why are they saying, well, they have to do this, we have to do that? People have forgotten that government govern means to control and meant means mind. So it's mind control. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And their paymasters are people like BlackRock and um, who's the other one? Vanguard? Vanguard, yeah. Yeah. And I suspect probably one owns the other. yeah you know so it's it it, it, listen to them at your peril i I removed myself from that lot many many decades ago and i want nothing to do with it it makes me laugh when they say well they're now talking in in england about what is it they're talking about Uh, because of the fuel crisis which is obviously their made-up thing that they are going to reduce the speed limit but also mean that you can't drive on sunday well i don't drive i travel so how's that going to affect me but everyone's talking about you can't drive on Sunday. Shut your nonsense. What are you listening to this? Why are you even becoming part of this to give it your energy to make it reality?
0: Well, that's, and when you listen, you know, again, from your chats and with Tom and, and other people in the same sort of like law space, if you even want to call it that, mm. um, talking about, it's just offers. Everything is an offer. And now there's, yeah. there's something, the, the NDP party here has now said they're going to work with the, the liberals to make, you know, a majority government till 2025. And all I can think of is like, they are just, that's just, PepsiCo saying they're yeah. making a deal with Coca Cola. And people yeah. are freaking out. It's like, you don't have a say in that. They're, they're, they're but if people Put don't bank out and BlackRock own them both, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but a lot of people don't even know that their government yeah. is a corporation lodged yeah. within all these different corporations, lodged within the United States of, of yeah. America
1: under uh, Washington, D.C.
0: Yeah. As
1: are the countries. They're not countries, they're all companies. Mm-hmm. And they're just branch offices arguing with each other.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's almost like when they release this information, they're just telling you, Hey, we're making a merger. And then people freak out because they're trying to, you know, mine your, uh, your Mm -hmm. energy systems. But it's almost like they're just releasing a press release saying, Hey, uh, Disney is now using this animation studio as opposed to this one for X amount of time. And everyone's like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you're not involved with that. No. And it keeps you distracted from what's going on in the background that does affect you. Exactly. And, and you know, Tom had a really uh, interesting chat that he had the other day. I think it was he was on Owen, Owen Benjamin stuff, and uh, they were talking about how because all of our language is currency based or, or water based, mm. sorry. Yeah. And um, the idea that they're they're trying to rally up a lot of people in these different cities and stuff like that with the trucker convoys and the protests and all that kind of stuff. And it's almost like if they know that there's these energy systems that flow within different cities in the world. Mm-hmm. And there is that flow, right? There's that exchange. Mm -hmm. And if most of our bodies are this water system, then they're Mm -hmm. just, it's almost like they're using that to sort of flow the energy and the information to whichever way they want to. And especially if you don't know what you want to create, then you're just allowing them to just have free reign over all of your energy. And Yeah,
1: energy flows where attention goes. They want you looking at stuff. They want you doing stuff. So whatever happens, that energy is still being manipulated and controlled. God help them if we ever start to control our own energy
0: and do our own things with it. And that's what the fascinating thing is too, right? Is it, it can make you for, at least for me speaking on my behalf, it, it gets you kind of depressed. It gets you kind of, I don't know what to do. How do I, how do I do anything in, the, in this world while providing, you know, a, uh, a sustainability for myself that isn't contributing to any of these kind of things. And it can really paralyze you because you're like, man, almost everything is tied up with this kind of system, especially when you're first looking at it and you can't see anything but all the lies, mm-hmm. but it, it really behooves you to, to figure out what it is because if you're not going to use your energy,
1: someone else will. You're right. And I think, again, writing down a good quality question from that, you know, what could I do in the moment with what I have around me right now to make a difference in my own life? But I'd, I'd pay attention to how I feel. I always do the, you, that. That's your barometer of what, where your energy is going, whether you're cutting yourself off from that stream of energy that wants to flow through you all the time anyway, that well being. So, what makes you feel good? What can you do right now? And if you can't find anything in the current situation, go do something else and feel good on that because we attract constantly. You don't get what you want, you get what you are. So if you're depressed, as an example, you'll get more things to depress you. If you're you know, excited, you get more things to excite you. So I've learned to try and put myself in that emotional state by looking at something that interests me or excites me so that more things on all subjects start to resonate with that because it's all like you said before about tuning into frequency. So I think as we get better at frequency modulation, it's like, you know, if I walk in the room as a horror film on, I don't dive behind the sofa and go, shit, I'm scared and keep peeking over the top and oh my God, it's still going on. Turn it off. You know, so it, it's about doing that. Change the channel. The channel's still going to exist. It's still going to be going on. That frequency's there, but because you've now changed your tuner. See, there's clues all around us, aren't there? The television is the biggest clue there is. They, they tell you the programming you, but people go and sit watch programs all night. The channeling, which is something to do with the occult anyway. And then, but you can choose your frequency. So if you choose, you know, to, I don't know, CBS instead of NBC, you get a different experience, but CBS is still there. Even though you tune to the other channel, you've just changed your frequency. So your job, my job, is to tune our frequencies to become sensitive to what we're tuning to to become what we are so that when we become what we are then we get more of what we want if that makes sense so if you want to be happy find things that make you happy right now in the moment but if that's too big a jump from where you're at try and figure out what the next cascade put do all of my fingers <laughs> try and figure out the next cascade bit down from that so you can take little tiny steps don't make these big enormous jumps they're impossible so I love that,
0: and I love uh, another word too is broadcasting. You know how broad yes. their casting is when they're doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm curious So when you say that, it's interesting to kind of when you don't use that barometer and you've never sort of used that that tool, right? How yeah. do you not confuse happiness and what you want versus just short term serotonin like you know
1: temporary comforts? I think you'd have to ask yourself that question and say, is this meaningful or am I just propping myself up with something? But sometimes propping yourself up takes you, it enables you to get that step. I used to use marijuana a lot because it took me away from where I didn't want to be. And it also opened a lot of doors and it's a medicine. And I used it as a medicine. And then when I started to realize I was using it then as a prop, I decided, you know, I'm done with that. And I stopped taking it because I know how to get through those doorways anyway now. So why do I need to keep the drug? So I think it's just becoming more aware of, of, am I doing this to support myself? And is that serving me in the moment? But if it is, and it's a prop, even if it's a bad thing, if it's helping me get somewhere I need to get to, then do that, but don't become reliant on it.
0: And how much do you think the way that we're living and potentially how, um, trying to choose, you choose my words in the right way, like how, how toxic we are, Sort of in a, uh, in, in a if you want to think about it in a sickness or health kind of way, how, mm-hmm. how much of those toxins and how much of like the way that we're living blocks us from those immediate kind of downloads from the ether or whatever you want to call that?
1: I think they're all designed to do that, and I suspect that we are living at probably fractions of a percent of our potential from the stuff I've been looking at. I think we're, we should technically be able to live indefinitely. You can take cells out of the body if, if cells actually exist. You could take stuff out of the body structures and in a perfect environment, they never die. And I think we do be the same thing. The idea that we're supposed to live 70, 80 years is a complete joke. It's because we're being poisoned to death from day one. And we should live hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands or longer. And that may sound like you know a real stretch for some people when you start to dig into it, there's no reason why not, but we couldn't do it in the environment we're in right now. We'd have to be in a pristine environment. and that's not just an external pristine environment, it's an internal one as well. There's a lot of programming that we have to do on the inside or deprogramming and decluttering on the inside to create the internal environment that you can then express through your body. So how do you differentiate
0: between things that are, I guess the things that are difficult and things that need to happen and need to push through that difficulty in much the same way as when you are getting rid of toxins from your body, it, you are going to be sick for a certain amount of, or you're going to be in some sort of discomfort because you're purging those kind of things. How do you help people that are, aren't, um, I mean, built up, they haven't built up their systems in a certain way. They haven't used those muscles in a while where the difficulty can become kind of overbearing. Well, I think just explore it.
1: You know, I, 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 I'm pretty careful about what I eat. I'm pretty careful about what I drink. I only drink distilled water. And that literally is it. I don't have anything else, even if I've distilled it internally myself. And it's a funny thing. You, you take, take little steps, find ways to... You, I don't like to push through things. I think if you're pushing against something, you're looking at it the wrong way, find a way that you can pull it because our entire body is not strong in the push. It's very strong in the pull. You know, so I I pay attention to that and find ways that if that feels like a push, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to look at it and keep moving around, exploring ways. Is there a way I can look at this with a better question that I can find a way that actually I'd be motivated to do that rather than just actually drive through at this thing? And with with regard to the health thing, you know, Amanda Vollmer's got some amazing stuff. Tom's got some good stuff. It's all about finding ways to help your body purge the toxins better. I had a, a huge purge back in October, 17 days I was ill for. Normally for me, I get your your seasonal detox, your flu, and it lasts maybe 6, 12, 18 hours and that's it. But this thing went on and got more severe and more severe. So I kept supporting it, nurturing it, fasting, doing more and more of that. I already already eat once a day now anyway, but I I took longer and longer on that. And the amount of junk that was coming out of my system, and I've still got weird aches and pains now from some of it, but it was amazing. I felt like I was in a completely different body because you cleanse so much stuff. And I think anyone that's watching this that has health issues, there's only three ways I'm three ways I'm aware of that you get sick <laughs> one is physical damage two is you have some kind of toxicity and that can be emotional and mental toxicity usually it's something to do with that and the third one is some kind of deficiency you address those things and you find the cures to everything but don't don't suppress it don't stop the purge happening well you know welcome the purge find a way to get on with it and let it come out of you because otherwise you're just bottling up and making it worse and worse and worse
0: yeah it's interesting to have the conceptual shift of a sickness is simply a detoxing and it, it's your body naturally getting rid of things that aren't supposed to be there. And the sickness is actually the, the healing mechanism. That's right. Yeah. Because uh, I noticed I'm a genuinely, gen, generally healthy uh, individual. Uh, and I started to kind of especially when all this COVID stuff came out, I was sort of like, oh, well, it's, it's not bad for me because I, I honestly, I never really get sick. I don't do this, do that. But then I was kind of, when I was listening to Tom, I think it was, it was like, well, it's, it's not necessarily the best thing in the world to never be That's sick right. because you're not detoxing, right? Because That's right. Yeah. For, I mean, maybe back in the day when there was there was literally, you know, next to no toxins, we were living in nature. Then it would be the idea that in today's day and age, you don't have anything in you that you need to detox is definitely you know not the reality. So it was interesting to even conceptually change my mind and go, maybe I can use ways to trigger or like kickstart a detox mechanism so that I can get rid of those toxins.
1: There are yeah, there's herbs and stuff you can take to do that as well. Enemas, that kind of thing. Uh, For me, one of the most potent things was drinking distilled water. That really strips a load of stuff out of you. But people will find their own way with it as well. Meditation's a great one. All those things to support yourself. Stop taking junk. I mean, the, I was talking to someone the other day and I said, it's all very well you doing a detox, but you're retoxing at the same time. If you can slow down the income of the toxins, your body actually has a better chance of getting rid of what's going on and you might get sick. But that's a good thing. As you said, it's, it's a paradigm shift to accept that that is a good sign. It's not a bad thing. And you don 't catch anything, this whole idea of contagion is a complete fucking made up myth anyway. Absolutely, yeah, and I wanted to ask because you brought up, uh, Amanda there. Um,
0: one thing I've been fascinated with recently is DMSO, and mm. I finally got my hands on it, um, ordering it through her uh, her little um, she 's a PMA now, actually, which is awesome. Mm. But I was curious can you maybe we, I actually had her on the podcast a couple of weeks back but she's just mm. so knowledgeable at so many different things that we didn't get into it but I was wondering one of your videos a couple of your videos uh, are very um were very foundational for me to understand mm. how to use it and what it is mm. and and all the sort of safe protocols for that so I was wondering if you could maybe
1: dive into people for people who don't know what it is and how it works well, I think I think first and foremost, she's the authority on that. She's written an amazing book, which is my go-to book. I wish I had her book when I made my video because I just had to search around and find the information. But it all came out when I was doing the discovery to try and figure out what cancer was. And, you know, unfortunately that only took two and a half months to work out what it is and how to deal with it. So it's not that complex if I can figure it out. DMSO is dimethyl sulfoxide. It's a byproduct from the craft pulping industry, which is an interesting thing because My first jobs were all around the pulp and paper industry. It basically, it's got a really high sulfur content and it is one of the most amazing healers. I'll I'll tell you a quick story about a guy who, a friend of mine, is a carpenter, he's in his 70s and He'd had throat cancer and he had a, a patch of skin. I was talking to him earlier today. She's coming around later on. Um, he had a patch of skin there, which made it very difficult to swallow because it was really kind of like scar tissue and really tough. And he'd been talking about that. And I never t- I told him about the DMSO and the magnesium, which got rid of his nighttime cramps and some other problems he was having. And he, he said to me a couple of days ago, he said, I meant to tell you this. He said, I put it on one night. And he said, by morning, it was 50% better. It's a bearing in mind, I've had it for years. He said, and I put it on the next day and it's gone completely. He said, it's completely changed the way I swallow again. So it's an incredibly potent thing. If you have a closed head injury and you can get DMSO into your system, it stops your brain swelling so you don't get paralysis. If you give it to someone who's having a stroke, it can prevent the paralysis from the strokes. I use it five days on, two days off. And I actually use it for my belly button because, you know, your belly button's connected to your entire system. That was the bit that your entry point into your body for everything, food nutrition and, and waste out, basically. So it's almost as quick as getting a needle in your arm. So I'd pour a little bit in my belly button, lie there in the morning or just rub it in. You can taste, it's like a garlicky taste pretty much straight away because it's getting into your system, but it is the most potent thing. And I, I've tried to narrow down the most important things I carry with me. So I don't have this massive a pocket area or pocket oh, sorry, 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 the right word. I don't have it around me. I can get access to it. I know most of the plants now I've got books on that, but I have DMSO, I have colloidal silver, and I have magnesium chloride, and that's it because pretty much I well, distill water. But those are the things that I can get by with most things and, and fix most things in myself with that. But yeah, DMSO is well worth looking into. The video I did, Amanda's videos, Amanda's book, Healing with DMSO, phenomenal thing, absolutely phenomenal. And that is my go to resource on that.
0: Yeah, and it's, you have to be very particular with it. And I purchased, uh, some with DMSO with colloidal silver, a whole thing of colloidal silver as well. And then, uh, an eye drop saline solution, I think it's with vitamin C, but it's a 20% DMSO blend. And then a, um, a muscle relaxant, which is just, I guess, I don't think she makes it, but she has it on her store.
1: Um, it'll be, it'll probably be magnesium and DMSO. I mix DMSO with a lot of things now based on her suggestion. Now it it makes you super porous. Okay. Yeah. For driving, um, Nicotine into your system with nicotine patches. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Apparently. Um,
0: well, because I was I was curious because like you have to be very particular with it because it can pull things into your system. So yep. clothing and all that kind of stuff, you have to be very, very uh careful with that. But I was curious something that I had was I'm getting getting back into the uh the, the old uh fight gym and stuff like that. I do jujitsu yeah. and some Muay Thai and stuff like mm. that. And um getting back on that pads and the heavy bag and stuff like that, my tendons and my elbows and uh like my wrists and stuff like that were really hurting me. And um, mm. I uh, was doing like bone broths and stuff like that to try and get some collagen in and, and toughen mm-hmm. those kind of tendons up. But then I was like, oh, maybe I'll, when I get this DMSO, I'll rub those on my elbows and see what happens. And within 10 minutes of putting it on, uh, it had that like natural kind of, um, I don't know if you do like icy hots or something like that, that kind of numbing mm-hmm. sensation, or like, like tingly mm-hmm. sensation. Um, but then I looked at my, my, uh, my inside of my forearm, because I rubbed it kind of all the way around. And it, there was a lot of like redness in, and uh, it looked like almost like a rash kind of thing. And it went away as soon as the kind of, um, the DMSO was fully worked into my skin, which is, mm-hmm. you know, 30 minutes to an hour or something like that. Um, but I was curious, is that, that, yeah, is that necessarily like the, um, the detox mechanism coming out or is it just your skin actually reacts in that kind of way? I was just curious
1: because, um, it's probably, probably both. I would think Amanda's is probably a better one to ask that question. I would certainly yeah. follow that with, some, with, uh, magnesium once you put the DMSO on because you'll absorb more of that because magnesium's involved in several thousand reactions in your body and we're desperately short of it. Um, and also you might want to look at something like borax or boron um, because that, you, you heard about that.
0: I have, yeah. It's, it's a very interesting one too because it's something that you, you definitely hear is
1: uh, you know, Insect poison. Insect poison or rat poison, yeah. Yeah. But it, but it also is, is a major element in your bones. When I was doing some digging around for a friend of mine who had really bad arthritis, I found out that the places in the world that had highest natural water content were born in the water content of the food supply had no arthritis. The place that had the lowest, like most of America, has got the highest arthritis. And then I found a guy in Australia that had written a book about it. And then he tried to get a pharmaceutical company to make some pills. So they locked him up and all that nonsense. But yeah, that's another good one to have for joints. I've got some tendon problems right now because I'm doing too much work on the cars um, and and banging into spanners and stuff and you're hitting all the kind of carpal tunnels and everything. But yeah, it's it's a really good one to get into. And all of these things, you just start adding little bits to your kind of medicine cabinet and you start to work out, this is what I should be doing. This is what I should be doing. For me, magnesium is one every day. I use magnesium oil because it's a strong laxative. It's not something you can take enough of internally without getting the shits. And off camera one time, if you want to hear a funny story about me on holiday, I'll tell you about that. It was hysterical, (laughs) not necessarily for those around me, but it was a funny experience. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I was, well, cause for me, I saw one, I think you
0: had for a tooth pain and I don't, I don't necessarily have tooth pain. It's just like I got like one, one's cracked and then I just got receding gums and all that kind of stuff. So I, I got the tooth serum to try and see if there's anything to yeah. do with that. And I've, I've heard it's essentially like a DMSO is like one of these like kind of cure-alls kind of thing. And it's just one of those yeah. unbelievable yeah. like miracle kind of.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think it's probably high, the high sulfur content has an enormous thing to do with that. you do know that about every hundred years you're supposed to grow a new set of teeth. I, I did not know that. I've been reading a lot about that lately, which is a really interesting thing. It's every hundred years or so, you grow more teeth. So if it's every hundred years, how many hundred years are you going to live? Oh, yeah. This is the problem with looking into this stuff because now <laughs>
0: I don't even know. Well, we're seeing active erasing of history in, the real, yep. in real time. And then yeah. we're, yet we're supposed to believe anything that uh, we don't know from when we were born and we could sort of understand information. Things, things that happened before then were totally legit. It's all definitely
1: verifiable and stuff. It's yeah. just... Well, it's like, it's funny when all this, COVID nonsense started to die down and then everyone, the whole thing in, in Ukraine started to warm up. And I said to someone the other day, What are you doing? And he said, What do you mean? I said, You've you worked out finally that the the whole COVID thing was a lie. And it was a control thing. And he went, Yeah. I said, now you think this Ukraine thing's be- I said, is that because the box in the corner that's light about everything else is now suddenly decided to tell you the truth? You fucking moron, grow up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, we were saying the same thing too, you know, like it was honestly there was uh the the trucker stuff in Canada. Yeah. And then the one week they declared the um, state of emergency act or whatever, the war times act. Then they trample over people in the Capitol. Then they, then they, uh, they vote on it. So that it actually kind of goes through, it goes mm-hmm. through two days later, they revoke it. And then yeah. people are, you know, saying whatever. And then it was almost like spinning on a dime the next mm-hmm. day or the next week or whatever. It was the mm-hmm. Ukraine stuff. Haven't heard a thing about anything since COVID related yeah. or, or
1: whatever. It's just, yeah. it's so, it's all part of the game. Because if you keep people confused, they can't think. You keep them frightened; they can't think. Yeah. You keep Diffic- them disconnected from that. You see that that stream of energy that flows to us to me isn't like this kind of torrent. It's like a gentle breeze. You don't notice it unless you're really attuned to it.
0: Yeah. The whole fear is the mind killer, right? Right. Yeah.
1: Some so of us you- are lucky because fear doesn't seem to affect me anymore. So I, I just don't get scared about stuff.
0: Yeah, and I guess that's that's what I was trying to say about the the idea that you know, like working out or doing things that are difficult. Like they're difficult in the moment, but it gives you that, that good, that you stress, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that, that good amount of stress that you can understand that you can do anything in your life. Because someone like me who grew up in a sort of, um, you know, like the idea that your self-esteem is huge and, um, the, uh, the sort of, do you know what I mean? Like that kind of like generation of this. And then people I see, and in myself too, like I'm, I'm actively working on it all the time is that idea of like failure is a part of it feeling like you know you don't know what you're doing or going out on
1: a limb and not getting it is a part of life. What if there's no failure? What if there's just experience? What if there's no good, there's no bad, there's just lessons? What if you have no friends, no enemies, you just have teachers? If you approach it that way, it just becomes an experience and you're here to gather experience and feed that experience back into the universal system, whatever it is, however you want to look at it, so that that experience is being done. So it, you, you There there is no failure. You just found another way it didn't work. You know, someone said to me, you got a lot done. I said, I fuck, messed loads of stuff up. But I'm busy doing stuff all the time, working things out. How do I do this? How does that happen? If I don't know, I'll go find someone who does. I wanted to be a better mechanic. I found a guy that I'm quite friendly with, and I go and study him so I can do stuff myself. And it's, it's there is no failure. We've been so wrapped up, you know. Back back to the school thing. There's all there's, it's, it's always constant competition. It's first place, second place, third place, and then nothing else counts. You know, it, everything, and it's all about individuals, and it shouldn't be. It's about get the experience and just just have a go, mess with it, see what happens. You fuck up, it don't matter, so what? And it's almost like the Leviathan, the huge beast that
0: is the education system can't keep up yep. with the the sort of technological change that people are finding. Like people are finding career paths in things that didn't exist when they were in school. So it's like, yep. how, how do you then not like, Again, it should be going back to this whole sort of trivium, quadrivium, and um, I guess more Steiner-based approach of teaching people, which is just teaching people how to think and how to learn things. And then you mm-hmm. can use that information however you want to. But obviously, we know it's an indoctrination, not an education. But
1: When we started um, my children off, children is the wrong word, my little ones, not little anymore, they're in their 30s, they didn't go to school, we educated them at home. And when they decided eventually they wanted to go back to school for the social interaction, it was funny because we ended up speaking to the teachers because they were four and five years ahead of the other little ones in the school. Not because we had a particularly difficult indoctrination where we were doing this and doing this. We simply found out what they were interested in and explored it. And that's what it should be because everything I've learned, I'm interested to learn. Like I'm, I'm just learning now how to make fuel so I don't have to keep paying these stupid inflated prices that keep throwing down the line at us because it's not necessary. I used to mess with fuel years ago. And now it's a bit more important to do it, but you'll figure it out. You'll find someone who knows what to do. You, you know, if you're interested, explore it.
0: Yes, and I find that from, from my education too, even in the past two years of, of just diving into things myself and mm. teaching myself how to think again, I, I've learned more and I can under, I can put pieces together so much easier now yeah. where I was never taught how to think. It was just... Sit, sit here and learn this, write this test, and then you're, you're good to go. And then you won't have to come back, you know, just do it, you won't have to come back here. It's yeah. like, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not taking anything I can use forward. And it's even this, um you know, this this whole kind of thing with like bullying and all that kind of stuff. And yes, it's it's not obviously great, but there is value, especially as men, to learn what your line is, what you're willing to take, say what your line is. And then when people cross it, you have to then sort of like a contract, you know, you have to fulfill your end of the bargain there in terms of, you know, Nicely put. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's like, it would be, I just think there's, there's a lot of value in that. And maybe it's because I'm getting back into like the,
1: uh, I was bullied mercilessly at school I was, um, when we came back from America, I was put up a year and I was always the smallest youngest, went through puberty year after everyone and stuff like that. And it was only when I did that and I decided, right, there's my line in the sand and no one's going to cross it anymore that my entire school experience changed. And I wish I'd learned it years before, but you only learn stuff when you're ready to learn it. And if yeah, you're a stubborn a good- bugger like I am, it's, you know, you, you end up suffering more.
0: <laughs> but but again, you 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 learn that suffering too, right? And it's it's almost oh, yeah. like when we try to insulate that, it doesn't, it allows this sort of, and it's sort of what we have, we saw it the, last, the last two years, which is just, you see people being absolute pushovers as opposed to saying, yeah. no, this is, none yeah. of this makes any sense. This is BS. We're not doing any more of this.
1: Don't do any of it. I didn't, I didn't involve myself in any of it. Lockdowns, masks, nothing. Wasn't interested. I just carried on with my life. Mm-hmm. The only good thing I found, well, one of the good things was because no one else was driving. It meant I had clear roads and I could drive the way I like to drive because no one was about. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it's interesting looking at the things that you knew, um, and you've, you've spoken to, uh, spoken about a couple of times on some of your videos with the uh, the law side of things, and <laughs> the fact that everything is contracts, and everything is yeah. uh, just essentially essentially just contract law, essentially, and um, and realizing that that once I started to. Understand that information because it's it's something that is totally new, a new data set. Mm-hmm. So I was like I mm-hmm. couldn't even comprehend it. Then I started to to put together the pieces, and then I started listening to what they were saying on the news and stuff. And I was going, <laughs> this is all just offers and content. Like you could, you right. can listen yeah. to them say it.
1: Yeah, that's that's all it is. And once people start to wrap their head around that, and I'm, I'm always careful with people on that whole side of things, because a lot of people think they can just go and get some kind of template. And like I said to a guy recently, you're going to get yourself into terrible, terrible trouble if you don't know this stuff before you start to yield it, because the sword will be turned back on you before you know what's gone on. That's exactly what happened to him. Mm. But when you start to to get your head around what it really is and it's just an offer of contract and you are within your rights to either do a conditional acceptance or, or you know, decline your offer, then all of a sudden the game changes and you will be left alone. And I mean, it, may, it might get difficult. They may try and push you a little bit, but you'll largely be left alone because you're too much fucking trouble to deal with. I, they won't even let me in the courtroom locally now. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I had an issue to do with driving without a license for seven years because they'd revoked it because they couldn't get a hold of me and i just put it back on them and said, it's your problem, not mine. You've created a controversy. I haven't. And I did it with an affidavit, which they didn't want to accept in the court. And the judge came out and said, we're not accepting. We're not we're not allowing you to witness that in. And I said, well, I'll give, a, I'll give you a hoop, basically. And they tried to get a security guard to take the camera. I went, don't do that. This is my property and I'll defend it. And with respect, looking at you and looking at me, we're both too old and one of us is going to win. It ain't going to be you. So... It went in. I went to the court, and the um, prosecutor came out. We went to an ante room and had a business meeting and settled the terms, which was nothing for me. And that was the end of it. I said, "I'll follow you back in the courtroom." And he shut the courtroom door in my face and slammed it, and left in the hall. So I was stood looking at the door, and he came out and said, "Right, go home. We're done." And that was the end of it. Mm. You know, so if you, if you if you wrap your head around what it is and how to make it work. And in that, ex- in that that example, the affidavit, you've got three days to respond. I put it in three days before. It has to be responded to by another man or woman with an affidavit, a sworn statement of truth, which no one could do because no, no one was acting as man or woman, so it was finished. So the judge didn't have anything to judge on. It's done. He's just an administrator. So you start to wrap your head around how the processes work, and you become better at managing your affairs because then you're acting as an adult, and they don't need to deal with you anymore.
0: So just like you kind of,
1: you isolate yourself from that
0: kind of group of uh, stuff
1: out of their system. I don't, I don't don't need to play in your system. It's like when I got stopped a while back, he said, you know, with the driver and passenger get out of the vehicle. I just sat there and he said, I've told you to do something. I said, no, you didn't. I said, you said driver, passenger, and vehicle. I don't recognize any of those terms. And it became a really interesting discussion. And, and I, after about 10 minutes of talking, I won't go into all of it, but I basically said, unless you're going to charge me with something and you don't know who me is, I'm going to drive away, or I'm going to charge you with wasting my time, and I'll put in a complaint against you, and three complaints, you're going to find out how to get insured. Would you like me to leave? And he went, yes, please. So I did. Yeah,
0: one of, the, one of the guys I'm listening to a lot uh, here in Canada is Dean Clifford. And uh, mm. he, always, he always talks about that, right? It's just an offer to contract. And what are That's your right, terms yeah. and conditions?
1: That's right, yeah. And yeah. do it through the crack of the window. Don't open the window because you're inviting them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, but it's learning to do And don't go around thinking it gives you the right to be a complete muppet and an idiot and, and be awful. Stay honorable and act within honor. But know how to stand your ground. Root yourself like a tree in the ground. You're going to blow around. You might crack a few branches off, but you stay rooted to your position. Because he who leaves the battlefields first loses by default. So don't leave. Right. Do you, do you feel like there's some sort of critical mass hitting that, you know, that kind of hundredth monkey idea? I think it's already well past that. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think it's been well past it for quite a while. And we're just seeing this whole thing kind of spin itself out now because it's getting more and more ridiculous. So I, I think people just need to stay the course. Make sure you've got food, you've got access to water. You can get your own power if you need it. Keep yourself—you know—to look after yourself, basically, and, and work in small communities. That's what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to be part of this global nonsense. You know, at best, you can probably know 100 to 150 people well enough that you know what they like, what they don't like, what the strengths and weaknesses are, and where you fit with them. Anything more than that's ridiculous. Yeah, well, I that's, look at all—I look at these YouTube stuff and the followers, and they just—I can't even wrap my head around the numbers. It makes no sense. Right.
0: It's interesting thinking about the, the whole people pushing to homestead and all that kind of stuff, which, which I'm, it's something that I'm working on as well, mm. but I'm very conscious of the fact that, you know, even especially up here in Canada, where we, you know, we're still essentially in winter um, mm-hmm. for like six months of the year, it's, you know, never before, even if you take the history exam, history books uh, into account, but we were never islands, you know, we were never isolated in mm. these different pockets. We all like, especially in Canada, like you had to be a part of a community to even survive Mm -hmm. the winter because you couldn't do it yourself. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, one of the things that I'm, my, my mind's kind of still trying to comprehend is this idea of, of, you know, stepping out of the system and all that kind of stuff. But also like, we all have to kind of be together in this. And I still Mm -hmm. feel like, yes, there are people waking up, but I feel like a lot of people aren't looking entirely at the entire picture. They just know something's kind of burning (laughs) in the kitchen.
1: Does that matter? Get together with the people that can see it, even if it's only you. And then it might be you and somebody else and you and a third person. It doesn't matter, not a person, not a man or a woman. And then, you know, just make sure you've got space for the ones that come screaming through the door when it all burns down because they don't know what to do. And you can welcome and you can look after them. We've got that job to do. That's one of the things we should be tasked with. But it doesn't matter. You only need you. As long as you can survive, you can help someone else survive. But you're right. You do need larger numbers. It helps. I'm in a community garden and I look out for the people around me as best I can. But it's not, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's like, you know, homesteading would be fantastic. I don't grow anywhere near enough food, but I grow what I can. And we'll grow more this year than we did last year because we didn't grow anything the previous year, you know, so because I didn't really understand how to do it. So the community garden thing came up. I went down, I said, I want to join. They said, but I have no space. I went, fine, I'll just turn up and work then. So I just turned up and worked and then they said, right, would you like to become a member? I went, yeah, that all happened in the space of a day because I just grafted like mad all day and I kept talking to everyone. And so pe- people can learn, you know, if you can grow one one mouthful, you don't have to buy this year, you've taken a step towards where it'd be good to get to. And you may never get to the point where you're self-sufficient, but it doesn't matter if you've got some skills you can trade with other people, Just just do little bits. A bit here, a bit there. I'm not a big fan of putting loads of pressure on and thinking, that oh, I'm never going to get here. I don't like all that because that shuts me down. What I like to do is what I feel like doing, what's interesting right now, let's go do it. And some days you get loads done and some months you do, and other months you don't do a lot about it. But you enjoy the journey and you you figure stuff out as you go along. And when you, all of a sudden you look back and you go, Christ, look how far we've come. Right. Because you're never yeah. going to get there. So why don't you just enjoy it?
0: It's so funny. Everything I've been listening to recently have, have been very... Uh... Like a lot of synchronicities are happening right now. There's one I was watching. I I, I like uh, mixed martial arts and stuff like that. Michael Mm. Bisping was talking about how he would always get so angry before his fights and all that kind of stuff. And right before (laughs) he was fighting for the championship, um, his his, uh, trainer essentially said, look, man, like if you're going to be a whiny little, you know, (laughs) you're going to be a little bitch the entire time and just bitch and moan and all this stuff, you're probably going to only fight for this once. You're probably never going to get this again. So why not just enjoy it? Just enjoy the process. And we'll just, you know, come what may. And He went fuck like you're so right yeah and then he went mm-hmm. on and he won right and it, he yeah. he wasn't fighting with the anger anymore it was just that fluidity and all that kind of stuff and I find yeah. there's a lot of truth in, and even in movies right I was one of my friends when we were talking about a lot of this stuff was like the truth in movies and I find like 300 is an interesting example because it just mm. just you only you only need a certain amount of people and yeah. you can you know either whatever you want to kind of draw the correlation to but it, it doesn't take that much and what I gleaned from that too was. It's about what's right. It doesn't matter if you succeed or if you fail. It's about doing what is right because it's right. And that's the, you know, end of. It's just, yeah.
1: do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, you know, it's right. Everyone's doing what's right for them. Even the people that did all of the crazy stuff and the dangerous stuff and the nasty stuff, they're doing what's right with them to feed that experience back. And, you know, it's gracious enough to allow them to do that. I draw the line when it starts to impact me and say, so, no, don't bring that to me. I don't want any part of that. Thank you. And if it comes and you you defend it a little bit stronger, you know, but it's always about being measured in your approach and enjoy, enjoy the journey. And when things really go fucking tits up and you fall and smash your face on the ground, you're all cut and bleed. And I usually burst out laughing and go, well, that's not quite what I expected. It's not really what I wanted, but it's been interesting. Let's crack in and try and avoid doing that again. Yeah, no, I love
0: that too, and I, I've been thinking about a lot of people saying that what happens in the world is also an interreflection of what we're what we're going through. Exactly. Internally.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So you can't change anything outside of you because there is no outside of you. You're just you're you're projecting everything. So if you want to change anything, go inside and change your relationship. What's going on out there, and everything changes from that. You'll waste your energy trying to change the system, which the system knows. That's why the system wants you focused on it because it's right. just it's a it's a it's a dead end. It ain't gonna happen. And I think it's a lot. It's becoming
0: intentional with what you do and what you support too, right? Because there's a lot of people that you know have their money in a lot of pension funds and mutual <clears throat> funds and all these massive portfolios <clears throat> that are funding all of the shops or whatever that are yeah. moving into the cities of which they they frequent. And yeah. then even though you're going to the local juicery or bakery or whatever, you're actively funding for all to to be essentially foreclosed upon because yeah, what you're actually invested in is is, is taking them away.
1: That's right. Yeah. You know, pay attention to what you're doing. And money is just captured energy anyway. Mm. I was talking to someone about that the other day. He said, no, it's not. And I said, really? I said, so what do you do 50, 60 hours of the week? Is it something you really love doing? He so, said, no, I have a job. I said, so someone has captured that energy to give you pieces of plastic back that say have value, which has no value and is being eroded all the time. It's a capture of energy. That's all it is. Getting you to watch a program on the television, it's a capture of energy. Getting you to watch the news, it's a capture of energy. Getting you to believe something's going on based on what they're showing you is a capture of energy. That's all it is. We create reality all the time based on what we focus on. So be careful what you focus on. Be careful what you tune to. That's been my approach anyway. I know. I love it. I'm just really enjoying this conversation. And I just, I've just i been asking a couple of my,
0: my guests this too, and if... I think people think that this whole thing kind of went away, right? Like they're not doing the passes anymore and the, the validation or whatever, and they're not doing the masks and all that kind of stuff.
1: Um, but we all
0: know there's there's definitely
1: more stuff We, we going still on. have the mask the mask mandate, which is a funny thing here. It's never gone away. Okay. In Wales, apparently. Interesting. Okay. Um, I'll just tell them I, I can't wear a mask because I'm not a member of the cult who won't let me in. Uh, sorry. Can't help.
0: I'm wondering if if the external sort of world that's happening right now is a reflection of the internal world that we're all kind of having, what fundamentally do you think that we all need to learn or heed or how do we need to move forward in order to never let this sort of thing happen again?
1: I wouldn't worry about stopping it happening again. I think that's too big an ask. I think if you can fall back in love with yourself and with your brother and your sister and the people around you and your experience in your life, I think that energy in itself will do a lot of good. I don't really try and think, well, how can I make a difference here to do this? I just speak what's on my mind and what's on my heart, which is why sometimes there's content and other times there's not. I pulled some of the content as well because I started to think people said, oh, he's this, he's that. And, you know, they're hanging on every word. And I'm like, get the fuck, get your own words and your own thoughts. Leave me alone. <laughs> right. And that's, that's what I love too. It's the empowerment to yeah. the individual saying, make of this what you will, but this isn't, yeah. you shouldn't yeah. use this as the truth. No, it's my truth. So, you know, when you go into the courtroom and they say, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. If you say yes, you are dead because no one knows the truth. All you know is your truth. Hmm. That's why you ask that. They're asked that to trap you. But yeah, everyone should find their own version and then feed it back out and share information and knowledge and wisdom and all the rest of it. But I would concentrate on you and, and put your relationship with you right, with your creator and creation right. And if we all did that, this thing would be finished. So is
0: that is that what you see? Is that what you would like to see in the world? Like, say, if what is it that you would like to see us move into, or people to to heed or to learn? What, what what would that be, and what would that look like?
1: Really, a question for me to answer. I can only answer what I'd like in my life, which is is to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it, with who I want to do it with, and and not have to spend time looking over my shoulder thinking about I need to sort that out, protect myself from that, help my family with this. But I I think that will come. I already think we're headed in that direction anyway. And it might take 5, 10, 50, 100 years, I don't know. But at some point, this weird um, experience, but it had to be an experience, it had to happen, will, will have finished. And it won't, if you've experienced it once, I don't think it works that you have to keep going back and experiencing it again and again and again, like we tend to in our lives. I think in the Akashi record or whatever, that once it's in there, it's in there, isn't it? But who knows? I don't know. I just, I, I'd leave each day how I see fit.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. It's, it's, it, it should be individual. It should be personal. It should be. Yeah. And even if you were to say something that was so profound right now, people are listening, and even myself, don't take that as that's what you should
1: now do. No, that's just, that's just where I'm at. And but, but we're also, we're interesting because there's a frequency, as we, if we've locked ourselves together, oh. I'm playing with a knife, sorry. If we, as, we, <laughs> as we've locked ourselves together in this communication, this communion, And there's a back and forth and there's much more happening that's not in the spoken word. But we're also, you know, I'm I'm so grateful to you because you're prompting me to say things that I need to hear. That's why I've got one mouth and two ears so I can hear it. And you're saying things you need to hear, but also, you know, the whole thing, there's so much more going on here than just, you know, a nice chat. There's a lot more going on. And people, I, I encourage people to get out and have proper conversations. Stop this texting nonsense where everything's misunderstood. Get out and speak to someone go and, and just just connect go hang out go do stuff talk ask questions learn something new see everyone with fresh eyes including yourself and see where that gets you with all of that and if everything is
0: an offer to contract what with everything that's happened over the past few years or however long you kind of want to extend that time frame over what do you think the offer is right now that we're being offered to contract for do you have any does that make any sense mm,
1: yeah yeah I, I think for me it, it's it's about Getting that kind of freedom back to do what you want that 's what the offer is and are you you know do you want the offer because if you do, you need to let go of all this other stuff that you've bought into that you 've accepted that you 've tolerated, and therefore you 've had a hand in creating it and furthering it because you put up with it so so for me i 'm spending so much time in myself working on me, letting go of stuff that no longer serves me and working out how I can better serve myself and those around me and to serve creation. For me, that's the approach because I think that's where it it will take me to where I need to get to. I don't necessarily think it will take the people around me there because they're having their own experience. I can only take me where I'm going to go. Uh,
0: I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying this conversation. I just want to be mindful of your time here. but um, What what
1: time is it? I don't know.
0: uh, It's uh, just past, well, it's just past one on my end so probably five on yours, maybe.
1: Okay, yeah. I've got another probably another 30 minutes and I need to go do something. So I've got to finish putting a water pump and a cam belt and a tensioner in a car. I built a... uh, a Volkswagen Golf, a 20-year-old Golf for my daughter, and I turned it into a bit of a hot rod for her. And I'm doing the same for me now. But I need to get the thing ready for test on Friday, so I've still got a fair bit of work to do. Wow, really? That's awesome. It's, it's yeah, they're good cars, and I know my way around them now. So I, I yeah. got a, I got a really, I've always been good at fixing things. I've got a, an urge to buy a load of tools and I follow my instincts, I bought all sorts of expensive tools. And then I got an urge to turn the garage into a proper workshop, which I did. And then all of a sudden things started turning up that needed fixing. I was like, this is great, which is one of the reasons my hands are sore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I was, I was curious, when, when you were just saying that too, I was wondering, like, there's certain things,
0: uh, when, when you're starting to listen to people who are offering some more of these more deep conversations and stuff, you, you, yeah. at least for me, I was tending to just do whatever they were, I guess, doing or whatever their tips and their tricks were for being in touch with yourself. I would try those and, mm. um, and then heed whatever kind of naturally came to me. And I'm wondering with you, you just said that you had an urge to buy these, these tools. And sometimes mm. now that I'm, I'm trying to get more in tune with these things inside of myself, sometimes if don't, I usually don't
1: try, just do it. Yeah. Trying to do it. Yeah. Um, don't, I guess, don't try because see, because you get what you are, not what you want. So if you right. say I'm trying, you'll only ever be trying. Right. If you say that I'm 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 much more in tune and I'm becoming more and more in tune with all these things, then that's what you are. So, what? If I may offer you the advice, mm-hmm. be mindful of what you are and the language you're using, defining what you are, because that will determine how long this process takes. Mm. But it may be that's what you need to do right now. I don't know.
0: Well, Ray, and this is one of the reasons why I started this this show here, and just in general, is to focus my attention more intently on an, an individual conversation, but mm. getting better at at um, sometimes these things, when, when, when you're putting these out there for people to listen to as well, you want to be able to give good quality conversations and not be tripping over your words, not be doing, you know what I mean? It's not just as, as fluid as if we were in the pub and we can just talk about, you know, Isn't uh,
1: that funny? Because I just wanted to have a chat with you. <laughs>
0: well, right, I don't yeah. care who's watching it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess I guess what I mean too is that it's an opportunity for me. We, we would have never been connected had I not yeah. started this and, and done this, right? And a part of that is just getting the opportunity to formulate these things in a way yeah. and ask these questions that I have for myself to someone who I, I feel inspired to talk to from what they're putting out there. And it, it develops this sort of relationship within myself as well to mm-hmm. form better, better questions to form better for, formulations of thought. And what you just said there and what you kind of caught me on there was a better way that I can move forward in my life to, to try to to encapsulate myself and, and um, listen to myself in better ways and then be able to formulate words to then express that in better ways.
1: Okay. I'd go with that. Right. Question and, is, am I really here or am I just a representation in your mind of what you think I am so that we can communicate? I well, I'd probably wonder, <laughs> was I smoking weed before this or were you? <laughs> I, I haven't had weed for three years now. Yeah. Yeah. Don't need to. I know the way back. I, I can jump in and out of those doors anytime I want, which is awesome. Same with DMT and stuff. You you, you can take the same trip. You just don't need the stimulant anymore.
0: Mm, right.
1: Because that's all they are. They're just, they're just like, there's a secret door here. Move this panel back, push that, slide that, and it opens, and then you're in. Mm, interesting. Mm. Was well, something that I Of course, I might be as mad as a fucking hatter. Who knows? <laughs> right, yeah, well, you come across
0: like you're like you're not, so that's good too, but i I guess what i what I meant by that that kind of tangent there was that I'm noticing that when I am in tune with something like you said about you're being called to just buy new tools or something like that yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. stopping I'm stopping myself from trying to justify that or go well what's 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 really behind that and just go, oh well, I'm just called to do this, like music yeah. or something that that is either inspirational or something that I want to yeah. listen to to get myself in a mind frame, I'm not going oh, well, should I listen to this? Because this is this frequency now that I know things yeah, about frequency yeah, and cymatics yeah, yeah. and
1: stuff. And just go, look, you have being called to this. It's an intuition, follow it. That's right. I, I think, I was talking to someone about this the other day, that we are intentionally trapped in our minds because that's where all this experience is. And we're trapped in there, in that hologram or whatever, that it's to stop us feeling that to stop us acting on those impulses, to stop us trusting those impulses, because anytime I've tried to rationalize, tell rational lies to myself about everything, it's been a royal mess. And anytime I've acted on my hunches, followed my heart, it's actually worked out really, really well, far better than I can imagine. And one of the things, I, it's a blessing and a curse with me, I've come to, to understand is that, or to understand, because I don't stand under things, is that I can fix things but perhaps I shouldn't fix things. Perhaps I should just wait around and see what happens and just stay focused on the place that they're already sorted and invariably better things happen than I could have possibly ever figured out a way of doing. So this is an interesting journey for us all right now.
0: Yeah. And that's, I guess something that I was, you know, over the past two years called to is like, I didn't really know what to do or how to make sense of anything going on. Yeah. And I just kind of just waited and just saw yeah. where my attention was being pulled and or yeah. where my intuition was just leading me. Yeah. And You know, ever since I made certain jumps like this one and other ones in my life, it's not even that um, I'm not at where I want to be or anything like that. It's more like I'm just content wherever, where I am currently. And it's, it's a very interesting feeling because I guess it's, it's one that we're not really taught to cultivate that much. And it's, it's, it's almost strange to live in once you, once you start living in a different way.
1: Yeah. But, but isn't that, isn't that the way? Because I, I, I feel that the past and the future are just constructs anyway. There's only ever now this moment right now. So if you're dissatisfied with now, you're going to be dissatisfied with everything. So if you're content with now, there's nothing wrong with being content with now and wanting more because I always want more. There's always more experience to have, but I'm very, very comfortable with whatever happens, even if it's unpleasant, even if it's uncomfortable, because I know it's serving. But it is an interesting thing when you become really comfortable with nothing and you don't have to have anything to make yourself comfortable. It's just right now, yeah, I'm cool. That then leads on to all sorts of really profound things happening.
0: How important is it to, to develop that trust with yourself or with, if you want to call it source or creation or God or whatever, how important is it to develop that trust of saying, I'm just going to jump and I don't care where the ground is, but I'm going to, you know, have faith or I guess, I don't know if I even the right word, but just that, how important is it to have that sort of ability to go, I don't care what the outcome is. I'm just going to do and it'll work out.
1: Well, I think it, it really depends on what you're trying to accomplish with your life. Doesn't it? For me, that's very important. But for someone else who's exploring the theme of it's It's important to me to be controlled, to do what I'm told, it, it wouldn't work, for, you know, it wouldn't serve what they're looking for in their experience of life right now. I think it's it's a very personal question for me. Yeah, it's hugely important to, to do that and to continue to do that, but just to trust, to trust myself, to trust creation, to trust my relationship with that. But if I was on a different path, it wouldn't serve me. So then it wouldn't be important, would it?
0: Yeah. And it reminds me of what you were saying earlier about n- no good or bad and yeah. the idea that, we're all kind of having the experience we need to have and people who are caught up with this is so horrible and these people are doing this and and they're not allowing me to do this and that with my life is keeping you in that same construct of something is controlling you
1: that's right which is what it's all about that's that's what it, they they want this idea that everything outside you controls you nothing outside you controls you you control you I was talking with someone earlier on and he was really wound up and cursing and vexed and this has happened and how fucking dare that. I went, wait, there's no one inside you pushing the anger buttons and pulling the levers. You're doing it to yourself. Let it go. Oh, you don't understand. I said, you'd be surprised. I've got a pretty good handle on stuff to do with that based on my experience, but you can let it go because they're not even here to press the button, but they've really hurt me. I said, no, you've really hurt yourself with your response to what they've done. Let go of it. But if you but, want to, if you do want to, you might want to be here and go through that murderous stuff. It's your choice.
0: Yeah, and I think that maybe the difficulty is that this is one of the things that I'm finding, um, and it's very, it's very interesting to, to move through this. Is understanding exactly what we're talking about here, but also mm-hmm. the idea that we we are in a physical construct as well, where we have to yes. put form to thoughts or intentions yeah. as well, and, and maybe it's it's that difficulty that is um, understanding what you're saying and that. There are people doing things like someone can push you, someone can punch you in the face. And it's up to you if you want to either press charges or do whatever, right? Like there's, there's, there are things very real that people can do to you, but mm-hmm. it's also the idea that nothing can do, to, do something to you that you don't either call forth or you, you have a relationship with. But the idea that you have a
1: reaction to that, I guess, is where the sort of, you know, the two kind of worlds collide. It, it is, but the, your life responds to you, it responds to, you know, who you are in that moment. So I've seen children that are absolute monsters for the parents, that are absolute angels for the next one that comes along. A, A friend walks in and they completely change because everything responds to you. What you put out, you get back. It's a mirror, but it's a true mirror. Whatever you are is coming back. So I know if I get riled about something, which happens, invariably a whole shitstorm of stuff comes along to rile me and I have to stop myself, get out, shoes off or find a tree, lean on the tree and say, right, how am I creating this? because it's not it's not what I want what do I really want and then I realign myself and then everything stops in that moment there's a lot of truth to that you've got out of bed on the wrong side well get back in the fucking thing and get out again and do it right and you can do it moment by moment by moment by moment because you, everything changes in the moment because there is only right now there is nothing else
0: mm. There's one thing you said there that reminded me of uh, a little, I guess, a series that you did on your channel, too, was uh, if you want to change and the idea of people potentially being I was talking to someone about this um, maybe last weekend and the idea of people being emotionally attached to their illnesses and the idea that you might not want to be healthy because you get so much out of being unhealthy. And that might sound like a, you know, a triggering concept, but the idea of like, well, if you're healthy all the time, then no one really cares about you because people are doing their own stuff. But if you are ill, people do tend to, you know, want to see you do better or whatever, right? So you, you can potentially get something out of being sick all the time. And you had a series of people who he healed themselves from these seemingly um, irreversible things. And I was wondering if you would be
1: yeah. to touch on that kind of concept. Yeah, the, the reason I did that, was really to do, it's all to do with the germ, germ theory, as I call it. it. It was really to get people to realize that only you can heal you. No one else can. No one's even interested. They might say they are, but they're not. They're more interested in the shit that's going on in their life. That's just the way it is. It's not a horrible thing. It just happens. So you have to fix you. So I wanted to reach out to people and say, well, how did you sort yourself out? You're an average guy like me. You're an average woman. What did you do? And a load of people came forward with some really profound stories about how they just managed to sort themselves out. Because they took responsibility. That's I've talked with Tom about this. When it comes down to it, it's all about self-reliance and self-responsibility. You've got to take responsibility for everything that's happening to you because it's not happening to you. It's happening through you. So when you start to change you, everything starts to change around you and you will resolve everything. You know, the physical body, it's very hard to kill someone. They're very resilient. They're capable of responding and healing and resolving anything with the right environment, which comes back to terrain. You know, and those three things we talked about, physical damage, uh, toxicity, and deficiency. So it's it's about, you can fix you, whatever's going on, work it out. Ask people, ask questions, ask yourself questions, and you'll figure it out. You know, it's not, it's not complex. It's not difficult. You know, if you're drinking loads of alcohol, smoking loads of cigarettes, and eating loads of junk food, don't be surprised if every once in a while you have a pretty severe purge going on. Don't be surprised then if the ones who want to control you, snap a test on it and wrap a label around it that serves them, not you. Right. Yeah. No, it's fantastic.
0: And, and it, it shows one of the, one of the most fascinating chats I had here was uh, Melissa Sell talking about German new medicine and how mm. important that, that work is as well. Oh, right. Huge, yeah. 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 And yeah. there was something like the, the the doctor that, that sort of, uh, I guess discovered or whatever you want to call it, that sort of, uh, knowledge, they effectively did the, the German medical board. effectively they said, we don't want to know whether or not your method is correct. You know, mm. and it just shows that, yeah, no one
1: is interested in, in you healing yourself. Well, there's no money in that. If, I, if I'm in the business of selling drugs as a professional drug dealer called a doctor, and no disrespect to the doctors that want to heal people, because I think that's very noble, but you're in the wrong profession. You've been taught battling. You can re-educate yourself. A man is looking at doing that along with Andy Kaufman and stuff. You, yeah, you just need to take responsibility and and, and crack on because they're there as a business model to further suffering, to further you know, the the, con- the consuming of drugs, just like all this nonsense, to get, you know, there were several agendas going, one of which was to make a lot of money from putting loads of injections into people. You know, so it, it's it, people should recognize that you, know, you can serve yourself much better. Right. I, I think about going to the doctor would I have a rapist come around to look after my kids? No. Well, that's how I view doctors. I haven't seen one in 30 years. I get uncomfortable when I go in hospitals to see people. Mind you, the hospitals get uncomfortable with me because I declined their offer of, you know, sanitizer and face mask and social distance. And when I went to see someone the other day, it was dead funny. They tried to give me sanitizer. I said, I don't want any things. Why not? I said, well, do you have a material safety data sheet to show me all the toxins in it and what the effects on my body will be? No. Well, I can't have anything, can I? And when I went to the the elevator, it said, um, what was it now? Only two go in. So the two um, ambulance people walked in. I walked in and the door shut. They went, can't you read? And I went, yeah, I read fine well, did you not see that it said two? And I said, yeah, there's two of you in here and I'm in here. So there's two of you, you're weird and you bought into this, I haven't. So there's still only two in it. <laughs> that was the end of it. It was so funny. Yeah. Well, is it, I was going to, I was going to mention that earlier in the chat too, of
0: um, looking into this stuff and the law stuff, and even just um, people who are interested in these kind of conversations, it can be kind of isolating. I've definitely found it at least my sort of um, age range. And then, you know, trying to find people who are in the same mindset to, to sort of build for the future and all that kind of stuff. It, it can be kind of isolating because you just, when you don't want to put up with bullshit anymore, it's hard to to deal with people who are, who don't really care that there's bullshit going on.
1: Well, you're right. But at the same time, you can love and appreciate for the space they're in. And you can know that you can be the parachute and the safety net that they may or may not need at some point in the future. Mm. So, but yeah, I, I surround myself more, more times than not with people that have similar mindsets because I find it more comfortable. But I try not to give a hard time to the others unless they're intent on trying to drag me into their world of bedlam and lies, in which case I'll decline their offer in however I see fit. Right. But it, it can be isolating, but it doesn't matter, does it? You know, you're here. Yeah. You came in alone, you're gonna go out alone. So sometimes during the life you're gonna be alone, don't matter.
0: Yeah. And I think that's another thing too, is people are very uncomfortable with themselves. Uh so yeah. being with themselves is very difficult. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Go camping on your own in the woods with nothing. That's an interesting experience for a weekend. That that'll yeah. sort your head out
0: real well. Yeah, you learn learn a lot about yourself doing that. Oh, I- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, just to kind of wrap up here, I usually yeah. ask people this just in, in terms of uh, keeping people on, you know, an inspirational note or, or just if they're in a certain space to sort of maybe help them out. And um, I think a lot of this conversation has been extremely empowering, but if people mm-hmm. do want to find some sort of strength within themselves or, or some some empowerment solutions and to find bravery, and courage and just be who they are. Uh, in today's day and age. What sort of, I mean, uh, any advice or topics or something that they can do um, to help them with that?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think what I've said this to a few people recently, that you're here right now. and, And that one thing says that you are hugely important and vital to everything that's going on. And you have a very important part to play. Otherwise you simply wouldn't be here. So just relax into it and, and try and find aspects of things that work for you, that feel good for you. You know, bits of conversation, frighten you, don't go near them. Wait till they don't frighten you anymore. Wait till park them. I do that all the time. Certain things I go, whoa, you know, it doesn't happen very often anymore, but it still does sometimes. So I park it and say, so I'll come back to that maybe. You know, just just enjoy yourself. Find stuff that resonates with you that you feel good about, no matter what it is. It might be your fingernail. It might be an eyelash. I don't know what it is. Find something that feels good and focus in on that Then find something else and something else. And before you know it, there'll be lots of things that please you. Well, I love it. And I love all the work you've done.
0: And you've truly helped me wrap my head around a lot of things over the past two years. And No, no, no. You've helped yourself. You've managed to reach out and find the stuff that helped you. I've done nothing. There you go. Well, I want to thank you very much for everything that you have done uh, regardless. And where can people uh, go to find you and keep in touch with what you're up to?
1: And I've got got a couple of websites. The easiest one is fortheloveoftruth.co.uk. There's probably more than 500 blog posts, videos, articles, books. There's all sorts of stuff that I, I really, that's the best place to keep up to date with me. There's also a link to my book site if you want to have a look at that. But yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm on YouTube, occasionally put stuff on there. I'm on the other platforms, but everything on For the Love of Truth, you'll find everything on there. And that's the easiest way. And I appreciate what you're doing. So I've been catching some of your contents and you reached out and you're doing very important work. So thank you for that too. Well, thank you very much for, for the kind words.
0: And I will put all the links in the description for everybody to check out. And I want to thank you very much for your time, everything that you've done. Um, and I really enjoyed this conversation. Hopefully we can get you back on here a couple of months and uh, just touch base and uh, go from there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I'd love to. Thank you so much. You t- Look after yourself, brother. Okay. Thank you. You too. All right. Take care, brother. All right. Thank you. Cheers now. Bye-bye.